This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And you are in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. 412-919-1316. I don't know why I'm giving out the number right now because we also we got Jim Wexel coming up right now. And why am I throwing the number out there other than the fact that it was there on a card in front of me and I just kind of messed that up. Ron Burgundy did. I did. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Jim Wexel, how are you, sir? Oh, Ron Burgundy did. That's <laughs> you know, Wex, I could be Ron Burgundy if I had a hairdo. I mean, seriously. <laughs> what a mess, huh? Well, we're glad to have you, my friend. All right. Glad to be here, Wolf. So let me ask you something. How do you come up with gems? What perceived right now could momentarily, off a very small sample, but Montrevious Adams. You know, I look at that and I go, good grief. I mean, who who thought this guy couldn't play that you wouldn't give him a helmet on Sundays? He looked pretty sharp to me the other night. What say you? Well, Wolf, I tell you, I liked him at Auburn, and uh, nobody in the draft mix didn't like him, and I didn't know what I was missing. And they were saying sixth rounder, but the Packers said, no, third rounder, we agree with Wex. All right. And so I say, okay. And then I stopped keeping track of him, you know, as you do, as draft mix do when they get in the NFL. And uh, boom, here he is. And <laughs> he looks like a man possessed. I'm only nervous that uh, he's going to get coached too much. I, I don't know what <laughs> I mean, let this dude do what he did last game. Leave him alone. Wow, what an animal. Um, I don't know if he was doing all the right things. But I don't know if you remember that sweep. Uh, Freeman ran early in the second half, and Adams just barged outside and dove and grabbed his ankle and tripped him. I don't know if it was going to be a big game, but, man, I haven't seen a nose tackle do things like that in a while. It just He really looked like he wanted to play, and that was really needed. So it looks like the Auburn guy has taken the Alabama guy's job. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, listen, listen, I, I, Iron Bowl revenge. Um, but I, I, but I think that that's one of the cool things, right? Is that you saw somebody that was genuinely excited to play, like charged up to play, and wasn't trying to go through the motions or trying to make sure he got his technique perfect or the assignment perfect. He truly was like, okay, here's what you want me to do. You want me to hold two guys and then disengage and try and make a play. But keep them off of my linebackers. Got it. Check, check, check. And then you just saw him just playing. And he, po like you said, he popped off the tape immediately, and that was much needed. And there were two guys, you know, on, one on each side of the line that, that had games where it did not necessarily do it right all the time, but guess what? They did it at full speed, and it made a difference in the game. So, you know, when, when you look at, you know, Monty Adams, I, I, I had to turn the page and, you know, as we so appropriately do, we asked, what did you think of John LeGlue? Well, uh, just, just to finish on Monty, and I'm so glad you used that because I used Monty on Twitter and was reprimanded. <laughs> somebody, somebody, oh. somebody told me it's Mon. And I'm like, I, Mon Monty's pretty good, too. Yeah, Mon. Monty is pretty good. Yes, Montravius is the full government, uh, you know, identification. Right. But, yeah, Monty, Monty's fine. 
<laughs> and Montrevious is a name I'm going to misspell for the next five years. <laughs> so let's go yeah. with Monty. But a LeGlue, I mean, look at the game-winning drive. Look at him move Calais Campbell wherever he wanted. I mean, what the heck was yeah. that? I mean, Calais Campbell? Yes. Is, is he that? Is he over the hill? Because I didn't know that. I, I, I just knew him as Calais Campbell's stud. And here's young LeGlue pushing him around at will. And uh, it's just beautiful to watch. And it's like, how did they just find two big pieces to these massive problems they had on both lines? And I don't know if it will continue. As I said, be careful when these guys start getting coached. But, <laughs> man, and, and I tell you, what Witherspoon, you know, you talk about a guy who looked like he wanted to play. When Witherspoon, was, they traded for him, and he came uh, and met with the media, he was withdrawn, very passive, um, quiet, and was talking about what he wanted to do after football. And the media loved it because it was interesting, and they had a story. But I, I'm looking at him as this guy's not a football player. Hmm. So I can see why he's been traded around after being a high pick. And uh, so I left him, and then he's had a couple limited spot duties, and he didn't really do well. But, wow, he got in that game. That that pass he broke up to Mark Andrews, that deep ball. Yes. He recovered. I mean, he's tall to begin with, but he's got the long arms. He went over the top of Andrews gracefully, like, uh, you know, Lynn Swan. Right. And uh, uh, almost had a pick. It was third and 15, so nobody really cares that he dropped the pick. But, wow, this, and he made some hard tackles. He really, really looked like, as we said about Adams, looked like he really wanted to play. So I don't know if those, those three guys can continue doing what they're doing, but well, I thought that was the takeaway from that game. I know there was a lot to talk about with the analytics and the time management at the end and Ben and TJ, but I thought, and I'm glad you guys started – uh, with these three guys, uh, I thought those were the three. Th that was the news of that game. You know, I was really touched when, uh, you know, you, you, you read about Leglu, and he talked about the fact that uh, when he made the 53-man roster, he actually got tears in his eyes because it was so special for him. He was so hungry to do this. The fact that he'd been in and around the NFL since 2019 but hadn't yet landed on a 53-man roster. Then he goes on in the one of the biggest games of the year to – get his first NFL snaps in a rivalry game like the Ravens and the and the Steelers and you, it's exactly as you pointed out Wex you're talking about Calais Campbell I've been watching Calais for a number of years nobody <laughs> told me that he was washed up I have not seen you know <laughs> uh, any signs of him being washed up in year 12 or 14 whatever it is uh and LeGlue LeGlue went out there and battled the dude that was really I, I just wow that's a story Somebody asked me, well, Wex, wh what kind of nickname are you going to give this guy? I said, I, he doesn't need a nickname. He is Lay Glue. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this, this offensive line is needed. They've needed somebody to step in at left guard. And I thought Dotson. I, 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 I'm not uh, minimizing what Dotson's done. I like him. But, yeah. this, you know, he stepped in between two rookies and was like, all of a sudden, the glue was there. So, he doesn't need a nickname. His name stands for it all. 
And I made some comment on Twitter after the game. Uh, uh, Tomlin said, LeGlue, awesome. So I just put that, I tweeted that, and his mother responded. And something about, I can't believe, I was watching my son play his first NFL game. Yes. Tears came to my eyes. It was so wonderful. So everybody loved that. They're liking it. They're retweeting it, quote tweeting it. And the next morning it was gone. She had deleted it. I don't oh. know. Young LeGlue said, Mom. <laughs> See, I understand him. That would have been my mom, Hoopy, right? Because here's yeah. here, back in the day, uh, a few years ago, all right, our junior, when he was he was a scout, you know, the head of the scouting department, Wex, yeah. all right, yeah. he says, by the way, how's your mom doing? I go, huh? My mom? How'd you know my mom? And he goes, oh, she used to call me during training camp your rookie year and your second. I said, what? My mom? How did she call you? How did she get through to you? Oh, my goodness. I was like, I, was like, I can't believe that. I never knew that my mom was calling out. <laughs> So your next phone call was right to your mom, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going, what are you doing? You know, but it was it was so many years ago, you know, that, that it happened, but it was hilarious that my mom is calling uh the head of the Steelers scouting department department to find out how I'm doing my rookie year and if I was gonna get cut or not. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, hey, something special about moms. Yeah, I mean, that's it, man. Listen, that's it. Ma, moms of linemen are a special breed. I mean, my, I'll never forget my my freshman year of college. My mom came up for the first game, and she was like, "Oh, I'm going to this this Gator Parents Meeting thing." Okay, it's like a Gator Parents Association. I, I after the game, I'm like, "Hey, mom, did you see me get in the game?" You know, because we kind of got in late. You know, because I forgot who we were playing. It's like, oh yeah, no, it was great. And I'm the new president of the Gator Parents Association. I said, "What? I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'll be here all the time." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Ma. I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, I, I guess Mrs. Leglue's bid to become uh, uh, Rush chairman was thwarted yeah. by Young Leglue. Uh, I don't think yeah. we're gonna hear from the poor old. I, I, it's sad because it was a beautiful post that you made. Sure. Everybody loves when their moms watch their kids do something like that. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really – it was warming seeing those three play that well, especially the two linemen is so needed by this team. No doubt about it, Wex. You're exactly on. Now, taking a look at the game tomorrow night, you know, um, over and over, I, I don't know why I wasn't so conscious of – Justin Jefferson and what a deep threat this guy was, but just watching him on film and you're like going, "Gad Zooks, man, this guy can really take the deep ball and go." This guy is really—he's going to be a problem, big problem tomorrow night. Well, guess who has Akello Witherspoon now, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't—I don't think Hayden's going to come back. So yeah, those yeah. deep threats. You look at that Minnesota roster and you go, how are, how are these guys five and seven? Yes. yes. So this, you know, my my hope is that, that Detroit Lions losing to the Lions on the last play of the game mm. to go five and seven. And I hope they believe all the announcers who say they're out of the playoffs because you would hope that they're just totally devastated. And they're too sad to get back up. But you know that's not going to be the case. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. playing the Steelers after they beat the Ravens by a point is never good for the Steelers. It just, 
Look what happened to Cincinnati the week after they beat the Steelers. These rivalry games are so intense and mean so much, especially Steelers-Ravens. So, you know, you saw Cam trying to uh, minimize it by talking right away about the Vikings game coming up. It felt like the next day, he said. But, man, they have to they have to put the Ravens out of their minds somehow and, and really get up for this. It's going to be a tough one. If they can win this one, then you've got 10 days off and you have a mini-buy and you can mm. cover and get ready for your final stretch. I don't know if they realize how important this game is. Wow. that You know, I didn't even think about that. You, you, the rest period after. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, look at uh, every year, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong this year, but those teams that play on Thanksgiving, the four or six teams that play on Thanksgiving, always have a high percentage of wins 10 days later because that late November mini-buy is right. so refreshing. So even even better early December mini-buy, it, it could really mean a lot to the Steelers to somehow slug out a win here and then get 10 days off before, I believe it's Tennessee. Yeah, and Tennessee. Tennessee and then Cleveland, uh, and uh, I forget who else they have, uh, Baltimore again. So those three games are going to mean a lot, but getting a win tomorrow night, sneaking a win out of the Minnesota. But like guys like Jefferson are going to have their say. So uh, it, will be, it will be a very interesting game, very important. Yeah, no. If if you could if you could slug it out, I mean, you have uh, that ten day break, and then you look at you got Tennessee and Kansas City. Guess what? Tennessee and Kansas City are playoff yeah, teams. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you're talking about needing to have some some much needed wins to help in your playoff pursuits. Like you're getting two teams that are that are squarely in that hunt. Um, and so it, it's going to mean a lot if you if you can get that break and allow yourself to rejuvenate. But yeah, first first things first, business must be handled in Minnesota, um, because this Minnesota squad, like you said, you look at their record, but you also look at their combined average losses in those moments, and it is they've only lost by four points on average between those losses. So it's a very so it's a very tight window. So. You know, Wex, you know, just looking at this, if they do get Dalvin Cook back um, and you have that, what offensively, I mean, it, it, for Kirk Cousins, who hasn't been sacked a lot, I mean, is pressure the key thing? Is that going to be one of the key things to kind of eliminate, say, hey, we need to pressure this guy um, because he hasn't been pressured a whole lot and we don't want to get Justin Jefferson going? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Minnesota. I haven't studied it. I'm sure Wolf has studied a little more than I have. Uh, but Kirk Cousins is one of those, um, when he's hot, he's red hot. And when he's bad, he really stinks. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. Well, when he gets it right, you like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you yeah, go. <laughs> right, right. But, um, and you know, who the running backs coach is, who would know more about Dalvin Cook than any of us, is um, Kennedy Polamalu. Oh. Which leads me to another little, <laughs> while I'm here before Christmas. Yes. <laughs> there we go. The, the <laughs> book of Polamalu, all things hair, Jim Wexel. What? I forgot that. Get yeah, Zeus, I got to get on it. Did you hear Max? 
There we go. Absolutely. Teed up. The Gotta love it. The Polamalu book is selling well. It's limited supply on Amazon, so go get it for your last Christmas. I don't know how many more will be available after. But it is spectacular, I will tell you. All right, Jim Wexel, we thank you so much. I appreciate you. And, yes, the book of Polamalu. You know, I just like the name like that, too. But it's if you go to the book, there's a great picture of Troy on the front cover. You know, we all wish we had hair like that, but... What can you say? Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> All right. Glorious. Okay. Thanks, Wex. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Appreciate Wex. you, buddy. All right. All right. That's Jim Wexel and, of course, uh, Steel City Insider and the book of Palomalo, the uh, Troy, the, the I would say the definitive work on uh, the life of Troy. What a, what a great, great book it is. And if you want to get that as a stocking stuffer, as a gift under the tree, make sure you get out and Pick that thing up because it is worth the read. It is excellent. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll have the coach, Tom Bradley, and you'll have more right here in the locker room. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And we are back. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the Locker Room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. We have with us the coach, Tom Bradley. And coach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Wolf. Hey, did you feel like you're getting cheated out because you're going into a dome to play? <laughs> would you rather be in in the uh, in the elements like the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills? You know, I Being think. Buffalo. Yeah, I just think you should play in the elements. You know, what I mean, not in the dome. I mean, you know, no, not in Minnesota. Not Minnesota. <laughs> I'm gonna time out. Time out before y'all go too deep down this rap. No, no, no. As as a now booth analyst, Wolf cannot dictate what the terms are right now. I being on the sidelines. On the front lines, I am going to say no. A dome is perfect for Minnesota in December. It's perfectly fine. But wasn't it fun to watch somebody run the ball every time but three plays? Wasn't that like high school football wolf a little bit? That was that was definitely a throwback. You know, it was amazing on television. It was amazing on television, guys. Once again, it was amazing on TV. You know, the one thing about playing in Buffalo, I will never forget, and I've told this story before, but I have to tell it. Harry Newsom was our punter. He punted the ball directly into the wind coming off the lake that would swoop down over then Rich Stadium, as it was called back in the day, uh, because it's built into the ground. And that was a howling wind. It was coming in like 40 miles an hour. But Harry punted the ball, tried to drive it, low line it. It hit the line of scrimmage, you know, about 10 yards over the over our heads. And then it was shot straight up in the air like a rocket taking off. The wind the wind held it up. We were screaming at the at the gunners to turn around and run back because the ball did only bounced in front three yards in front of the line of scrimmage. That's how bad the wind was that day. Oh my goodness. All right, coach. You you've got Ben in the fourth quarter. He goes 9 of 10, 129 yards, two TDs. I mean, a perfect passer rating, right? But one of the things that he did that we saw was six times he goes no huddle on third down. Now, 
The big thing about it is when you go no huddle, like how's that affect the defense and a defensive coordinator when all of a sudden you've not really been doing any no huddle, but all of a sudden you go up tempo in that fourth quarter. What's that do to a guy? Well, if, if one of the things is I wasn't sure exactly what personnel was on the field. You know, you're stuck with whatever you got on the field, too, a lot of times. Mm. You can't get them out. And so that's one of the first things. The other thing is, to the up-tempo, it just kind of catches you, changes the pace. You know, the, the defense, is, and especially the way he was playing, you know, as, as fabulous as he was in that fourth quarter, you know, they knew it was coming, and it was coming quick. You know, you didn't have much time to think about it. And it was something I thought was, uh, you know, just a tremendous uh, performance on his part. Yeah, no, um, you know, this this is something I look at it, and and as we watched the, the Ravens, you know, it, it was it was crazy, you know, because we had so many guys that were replaced in this game, right? We didn't have uh, Joe Hayden in the game, you know, to have Akilah Witherspoon step up, to have Millett, to have the extra DBs. I mean, we know the difference Minka makes. I mean, two interceptions in his last two games. Um, but, you know, how – how were they attacking and minimizing, uh, you know, Marquise Brown and, and and some of the other receivers in that game to where it was really amazing to see? I know the pass rush was the pass rush, but, I mean, what were the DBs doing that held up Lamar having to double pump the ball? What did you see? You know, the one thing I did notice was, and I thought it was a great performance, was they went after, they went after Lamar. Okay, and I think that's the way you attack him because, you know, he's not a great first guy read. He's not – and he's not a real accurate guy. He doesn't like to get it out quick. And I think that's a thing, you know, that they did. And, and that probably got set up, I think, way back. You know, the Dolphins kind of exposed that a few weeks ago. Remember when they went after right. him, too? And then, yeah. and then, you know, they were able to get that pressure on him. Uh, the, the, he, and normally it's coming out quick, but he holds the ball. You know, he likes to hold the ball. He's not real accurate. You know, even on the last play of the two-point play, in which everybody's seen a lot of times now, you know, if, if that's on the money, he's in. And uh, the pressure by TJ, you know, got him off into that sidearm deal again. And, and so that's the one thing I, I really like, that getting the pressure and him not being a very decisive uh, on his reads. And, and, and that's just the way he is. You know, he does so much with his legs. You know, he relies on his, his quickness, uh, gets him out of a lot of, a lot of tough situations, but it did not the other night. You know, one of the things that just amazes me is that you had this superb high-performance athlete, a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, and you, you could actually sack him seven times in a game, hit him ten times. I mean, I, it just doesn't seem like you would be able to do that. You know what I mean? But you're right. He, he pulls off that first read, hangs onto the ball, and that was a uniform collapsing of the pocket, was it not? And, and what does that do for your pass rush? Because it, it seems to me that there was – there was really very little chance of him escaping from some of those. Now, and he still did it sometimes. I mean, the thing about it, you can do everything right with this guy, and he can still hurt you. There's no question. That's, he can't do that, but I thought they did a great job. They went after him. You know, they didn't shy away from getting after him and making him try to make some decisions. And I thought that's the thing. And then when he did start to, you know, move around, you know, the, the you know, the end for the, the outside linebackers for the Steelers and the rushers are pretty athletic too. And they were able to, you know, do a great job of, of you know, a couple of his plays that normally he would get out there and, and cause some havoc. They kept him back and he wasn't able to do that. And, and I thought, you know, big credit to the defense on, on that one. And I thought it was, a, you know, just the whole fourth quarter offensively, defensively was just great Steeler football.
Yeah, no, it was great. Um, you know, I, I think one of the one of one of the encouraging stories that, we, that we've kind of talked about is just the way that, that both those lines. You know, when you talk about bringing pressure on Lamar, and then also keeping Ben protected to do what he did in the fourth quarter, uh, it comes down to the lines. It comes down to the trenches. I know, I know, I know. I know well, here we go again. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I know. On cue. Okay. All right. Yeah, come on, come on. Talk about it. Talk about it. Adams Leglue. He's the Leglue that kept it together on the offense. Um You know what you I know, think but, about but, that a lot. We say it comes say it comes down to the men's the men's. Yes. Okay. The the men's, it yes, does. the men's. Yeah. The men's. But uh you just just how 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 good was that? Because it seemed like both lines were, were trending in the wrong direction before this game. You know, the offense that it seemed to have get, got the running game going was backsliding. The defense could not could not hold water uh, in the rush game. Um, and to see them play the way that they did, I, I, you know, just, just let me know. From your defensive, coordinating, <laughs> defensive, back-minded experience, how good was it to see those trenches? I'm just asking, just Max, asking for a friend. Max, Max, you've been around Wolf way too long. <laughs> I noticed the sarcasm in the voice, but anyway, hey, you know what? I, it, it, the thing is, it was a great effort, as you know. A lot of things. I'm, I'm hopefully one of the things. I hope it carries over this week. You look at Minnesota. Okay, they are. I think their defense is 29th in the league in rushing. You know, good chance to get the ground game going. Okay. Steelers can get the offense rolling. Minnesota not real good on offense, or not real good on defense, but uh, you know got some things going on offense. Be a real test tomorrow for the uh, for that because I think Minnesota's I think seventh passing in the NFL or something, you know, and and so it's going to be interesting tomorrow to see how that plays out and if the Steelers secondary continues their you know that improvement that they got from last week. Coach, can you talk about and, and kind of give us a little picture of what it might be behind the line, behind the scenes, uh, when you've got such a short turnaround? You go Sunday and now Thursday and you got a travel day. Um, that puts a lot of pressure on the coaching staff to be prepared ahead of time and to execute the quick turnaround and get the guys go- pointed in the right direction. Uh, you know, I think it's I say this, it's probably easier for the coaches to adapt. I know they get into their routine, but it's, they can get out of that routine. They can spend a couple extra hours preparing, getting ready to go. You know, I worry about the players, as you guys both played in the league and, and know this, you guys had a routine, you know, you, right. how you felt Monday, Tuesday, you know, and then this short week, it kind of screws you up a little bit. And, and, and I, you know, you guys played, you could probably answer the question better than anybody, is how you felt, you know, on a short week. Because, you know, you guys – banged up when do you start feeling good not until maybe thursday you know what i mean right so, uh, it's interesting from the players perspective. i think it's harder on the players than it is on the coaches because the coaches just have to put in more hours you know they can do that and and, and you know, they they know how to get it done uh, it affects them a little bit but it's the players i think what it really starts to affect especially that the steelers are the ones traveling too well let me just press you a little bit further as a coach are you more inclined to not institute anything new, but kind of rely on what you've already got out there as far as, you know, game plans and, and uh, you know, defenses and personnel packages and everything. Are you more, you know, let's just sit with this, what we showed last week. Yeah, we're probably going to be very similar to it because of the short time turnaround. 
Well, I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll have the game plan. I think the players will adapt mentally uh, quickly to what the, you know, on defense anyway, what Coach Butler, Coach Tomlin, and, and all the defensive coaches have for the plan. I think that will be the easy part for them mentally getting prepared for it. It's just the physical part of it, I think, gets to be a little bit different for them as, as they go into this game. Yeah, a- absolutely, Coach. I mean, I- I'm looking forward to it. I mean, and the good thing is they only have to go one time zone over. That's the other <laughs> That's the other nice part about it. It's not like, okay, guys, we got to turn around Thursday night in, in L.A. or Thursday night yeah. in Seattle. Like, at least it's, you know, it's going to Minnesota. Um, you know, you'd prefer East Coast, but, you know, Miami might not even be as close. Uh, <coughs> we when, when you look at – oh, what were you about to say? Well, Max, what I was going to say, too, is, you know, um, you know, on the plus side, too, is let's look at the bright side. You get down Thursday, you got some extra time rest for this, you know, as you come down that stretch and you start looking at the schedules in that division in the north, you know, the Steelers, you know, they get done this one, and then you get the Titans, Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens, and, boy, you sure want to be healthy for all those four, you know. But as you start looking at the schedules on the last four games with the Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, and Browns, this thing's going to get interesting because there's some, there is going to be some – real headbangers coming up and some real good football yeah no a- absolutely and like you and like you just listed after this one this is the last non-conference everything after this is all conference and the two non-divisional games are playoff teams so this is now where you jock and you and you kind of postulate for positioning so that's how key those games are plus you get that like you said that extra break on the back half with like a little mini buy um hey hey know, by but, the way tom did you hear him say postulate huh now see we're yeah. upgrading our vocabulary here in the locker room buddy dictionary.com anyways anyways uh yes you're meant to show up max you're going yeah, to a higher level okay don't yeah. don't don't do that where do we can't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, let, let's, let's take the baseline down then. Um, you, you, you know, looking at Minnesota, what are some of the key defensive um, emphasis you think that will be into this game? We know Justin Jefferson um, doesn't have Adam Thielen, so, you know, it, it's more so him as a receiver, but they do have a tight end. You might get Dalvin Cook back. I mean, if you're going in looking at the game plan, how how do you attack this Minnesota offense? Get all over Kirk Cousins and get up there fast, okay? I think that's the thing. You want to get him looking around a lot because if he's gonna if you let him sit there, he's you know they're seventh in the league in passing, okay? He he can do some things. Uh, I've seen a lot of him, and the one thing I would not let him do is get comfortable. Mm. I wouldn't worry a lot about their run game. I think it's an average run game. Uh, you know that I, I I just watching it. I, I would be very concerned about the pass game and, you know, Kirk Cousins and making him do some things that he doesn't feel comfortable doing. Wow. All right. Well, Coach, thank you so much. I know you're on the move. I know that you uh, are, uh, you know, being so kind to give us some of your time and you're in a good cell reception area. Way to go. (laughs) (laughs) May you postulate well all the way home, my friend. Hey, you guys be safe. Have a great trip, okay? Thank you so much, Coach. We appreciate you. And that's Coach Tom Bradley, and we so appreciate him. Max, we're going to go to break, and we'll come back, and we will wrap it up after this. 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, final segment here before we head off for Minnesota, my friend. And, uh, you know, we got the land of, of, of what, 10,000 lakes. You know, that's what it's called up there. You know, you take a look at, there's a lot of lakes up there, man. Lando Lakes. Can we call them Lando Lakes? (laughs) Isn't that like a butter? That is a butter. Okay. I just, I I didn't know if that was also applicable. (laughs) That's more postulating on your part. I'm hungry. That's the only reason I said that. (laughs) I'm hungry too. I am hungry too. That, That definitely does work for me. Look, how about Deontay Johnson? This kid is on a tear. You know, he, you want, we talk oh. about Justin Jefferson, but Deontay Johnson is our answer to a guy like Justin Jefferson. I mean, you know, you take a look at him and what he's done. He's on uh, – He's he could be setting some club records coming up here. No, absolutely. I mean, Deontay, what he, what he has done over the last couple of weeks of just, you know, not only hauling in those catches, but also just the r- technical route running that he's doing um, ha- has, really, has really helped out. I mean – you know, you look at Ben double clutching and then <clears throat> looking across the middle as he's running a drag in the opposite direction <clears throat> on the crossing route, finding him, making himself available not once but twice in that game. Uh, you know, it's been huge. I mean, we, we do talk, you know, people want to talk about, oh, he missed that one catch that was contested. And I'm like, right. I'm like, dude, it was a little bit high. And, yes, we know if it touches the hands, it should be a catch. But <clears throat> he also took a big shot that didn't get called. And he, he just bounced right back up like nothing happened and then just continued to go to work. So you're right. We do have an answer for him. Uh, we would prefer him just be the dominating force in this game. <laughs> yes. To where we don't even have to compare. Right, Justin right. Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, hello, Akilo Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, Minka, Terrell, everybody uh, that has a DB number or designation. <laughs> yes. Don't let Je- Justin Jefferson get behind you. Just <laughs> – Word, word to the wise, word to the wise. But uh, Deontay is that guy, and I think also Claypool having Chase. Chase draws attention away from Deontay that allows him to work more one-on-one as well. You know, that is so true. Uh, you know, Max, that is such a big point, and sometimes we forget about it. But, you know, Chase has got to really – I hope that he, he steps it up. I, I mean, so we see some of the big yeah. plays. It's not that it, he's not trying or things of that nature – but um, we need him to get win those one-on-one battles. That single high, let it fly right down the right sideline, boom, go up, high point it, whatever. But there's more to his game than that. I mean, this guy, uh, as he continues along in this path, um, I certainly think that um, th- those two guys are going to be a-, a firm foundation for the future here as we move along. They're, get- j- they're just getting better. But Deontay has really been hitting it the last three weeks or four weeks. Yeah, Deontay's had it the last the la- last number of weeks. Uh, you know, Chase, we just want to see a little bit more consistency. But then also Ray Ray McLeod, Ray Ray yeah. has has come That's on. That's true. You know, with, the, with you know with Juju's injury, we've been looking at okay, who's going to be that third guy in the rotation? Not necessarily saying he's number three, but that third guy. When we do get three wide receivers out there, you know, is it James Washington? Ray Ray McLeod has jumped in, and Ray Ray does you know, offers some, some things outside of just your traditional pass routes, right? He's he's your motion guy. He's a jet sweep type of guy that, that has the wheels 
Um, so, I mean, I, I need those guys to also be present. You know, and then, of course, we can't forget about, you know, your favorite guy, Mr. 612, Zach Gentry. Yeah. Uh, had, a, had, 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 had a big catch during the game. And, and so we hope that, you know, you just continue with that rotation of guys to where teams can't get a beat on your, your main guy. And you hope a guy gets lost like Deontay, right, deep in right. the coverage. You just leave them wide open because you're like, oh, my gosh, this is Pat Fryer move zone. Oh, this is <clears throat> this is where they're going to go to the tight ends. Oh, this is where they're going to go to Chase Claypool. Nope, nope. Forgot about 18 over here. I'm still here, guys, <laughs> ready to burn you at any moment. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where we do have to keep that diversity. But I think it also predicates the run game. Just like we saw against Baltimore, run game is key. Run first to set up the pass, the play action. Some of your some of your bigger shots coming out of timeouts, right? You know, if teams are thinking, oh man, first and ten, uh, we're gonna have to block against them. Oh, they got two tight ends in. Oh man, okay, this this is coming our way. They're motioning him, and then boom, you hit him with the big pass because you've gotten people lulled into a sleep. Um, you know, that's gonna be one of the things that I'm gonna watch is how well do you set up against this run? Now I know you get Anthony Barr back, uh, may or may not get Kendricks back. Um, so Lynch will probably be in there with Barr in some type of right. rotation. But I would like to see that run emphasis continue from the Baltimore game, carry it over to this game. But hopefully they have more I – th- I think they'll have more success earlier than they did against Baltimore. Like Baltimore didn't crack to about mid-third uh, quarter. I think they'll have more success if they, if they make a concerted effort in the first half to run the ball. That'll free up a lot of your big shots downfield. All right. Well, you can predicate, you can postulate, you can even proliferate. But, you know, we got somebody coming on that can uh, postulate, pr- predicate, and all that other stuff. Let's bring CR1 on. Just don't hesitate. <laughs> Just don't hesitate. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Just bring on CR1. How you guys doing? What's going on, guys? CR, I'm this in Chicago. Uh, running solo today. Solo? Where's Juan? Oh. Is he working? Now, I don't know exactly what's going on. I think he had a, a medical appointment that he had to catch up with. Okay. But this is still the okay. Chicago-Carolina Connection, a triple C production. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, guys, uh, you guys are really on top of your game today. Good show. Really appreciate it. Uh, update standards, uh, six calls yesterday, 15 calls this week, approximately 220 calls uh, this season, and um, we're updating as we go. Um, shout out to Wallace and Sandusky. Hey man, I got you on Sandusky, and I'm hoping that uh, that uh, Max and Wolf will uh, join me in prayers for you uh, doing your your physical therapy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, hey guys, uh, I sent you a tweet that uh, that your luggage has been pre-fitted and checked for um, for for tomorrow. So, uh, are you guys gonna be on the air tomorrow? Uh, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't know what a tweet is. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, he does. He he doesn't know what a tweet is. Yeah. Uh, Cr, it's okay. Hey, Matt, that, uh, that's why I'm sending it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, we man. know how Wolf is. Bless his heart. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but you know what? He he kind of paved the way for you, brother. So he might be yeah. a, an ancient one, but um, you know, I'm sure as you were coming up as a youngster and you get you got with the Steelers. I bet you one of the, the profiles that you used to check out was what the, the Wolfman did when he was on the front line. Check. I used to tell him back yeah. in the day, don't mock me. I'm the face of your future. <laughs> yeah. 
And you know, it's funny. And Wolf, uh, when I first got there, no, Wolf was one of the guys I trained with because in That's our right. off-season yeah. training protocols, you you had to you had to make a choice. You either did boxing with Wolf. Or you did yoga. Remember that? It was oh yeah, options. that's right. And we would go and we would go into the and we'd yep. go into the field house and we'd box with you. Yes, and that's right. The, the yoga was not. You, the, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. But the bad thing that you did was you paired me up with Marvell Smith. Yeah. To hold to hold the mitts for him. And <laughs> yeah. That, Man that, can that, punch. That's a cause for yeah shoulder issues yeah. immediately uh, <laughs> when you hold the mitts for Marvell, who's eternally angry. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, but yeah no I, so I had it early with him. Yeah. I'm bad. My bad. Uh, one of the things that Juan do want to talk about, he want to let you guys know that today is uh, no way in Wednesday. But you guys don't yeah. overdo it. Don't let it get to your head. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying, man. It's tough. I mean, we're think trying. about it. We're coming off of Thanksgiving. We're moving on to Christmas and then New Year. Oh my heavens! The 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 things yeah. that are waiting for us are the, the I don't temptations know. are yes. a mini. It is temptation. Absolutely. Anything yeah. else, Cr? Well, I'm just gonna uh, depend on how much time we got. Though I, I have uh, eight categories here: uh, overall ranking on offense and defense. Better uh, cut it down a little right. bit. Okay. Give us your top four. Okay. I got it. No, so I'll put it to you this way. The advantage is um uh, of uh, four four to three and one even for the Vikings. So uh, that's not bad. But I still think um, based on yesterday's play or last week's play, uh with that enthusiasm and that desire, uh and uh as you said, we got the tune up in there and uh, thanks for your for your for your working with the wrenches in there. Uh, I think yeah. we, uh, I think we have a chance with this team here. I, I really do. Comment. I feel good about it. I feel yeah. good about it. And, and 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 when in doubt, always use leg glue. It's better than regular glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was. Ah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that that has some. Do we, do we call him Elmer Leg Glue? I mean, you know, yeah, Elmer Leg Glue. <laughs> but he, you know, he could be the key. He could be the missing link to no, that no, offensive no. line. He's not the key. He's the glue. <laughs> that, which could <laughs> be, which could yeah, be yeah. the key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very okay, good. Guys. All right, man. Thanks a lot. You guys. Take in care. Meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Exactly. So, all right, we got that oh, in. Man. So, Max. You are flying out today, as as we yes. are. We'll we'll see you tonight at the uh, was it St. Paul or Minneapolis? Uh, Minneapolis, the Saint airport. Paul yeah. Airport, yeah. Try to get yeah. it all straight. Exactly. Well, I just know that we'll be in Minnesota. Yeah, We're there we state. go. We'll be in all state. I got to do is follow <laughs> the people ahead of me. That's that's that, that's, that, that, that's it. That's it. Just show up at the flight and get your group check in, and you're good. <laughs> no doubt about it. Big keys to the game. I think they've got to make Kurt Cousins uncomfortable. That is going to be the job. You're going to have to keep somebody over the top of Justin Jefferson. And the fact is, you know, when you think Dalvin Cook in his 4.5-yard average um, is something that, uh, you know, you, you can you can stuff, uh, you got that kid Madison. That kid Madison's pretty good too, isn't he? Yeah, Anthony Madison is Alexander, good. isn't it? Uh, yeah, Alexander Madison. Sorry, I said. No, it's okay. For uh, the sake of journalistic integrity, since you brought it up. Exactly. Earlier. We're always stay, we're always staying in integrity zone. Um, but I think yeah, you you have you have to do that. And then you know if Christian Derisaw can't go. Oh yeah, um, that's another key I point. Think that, I think that's a key. So especially for Alex Highsmith, um, 
can you make an impact going against Udo? Um, and and because he's given up a sack every time he's he he started. So I like you that. Can get in there. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good stat. That's a good. That's a good stat there. All right. Yeah, yeah. And you got Mason Cole at right guard, so Cam should have a day. Um, with Mason Cole, kid that was out here in Arizona for a number of years that went to Minnesota this year. Beautiful. All right, my friend, I will see you, God willing, tonight. Travel safe. Don't forget your suitcase. <laughs> I will not. I will not. I'm putting it, you know, I'm going to put it in the front seat and the passenger seat so I can't, so I have eyes on it the entire time. I might even strap it in, you know, give it a seat belt just to make sure that I know that it's going to be there, not putting it in the trunk. I love it. All right, my friend, I'll see you. Right. Take care, folks. Good seeing you, Thanks bud. for joining us, and we'll be back with more, uh, what, Net Monday. It'll be Monday because we'll, we'll be traveling Friday, so we won't see you Friday. Let's go yeah. Steelers, baby. Here we go. Here we go. All right.